Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And not just the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. I'm Tracy from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Are you a small business owner or even someone who dreams of entrepreneurship? Then check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from iHeart Podcasts and Intuit QuickBooks. Join hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres as they interview entrepreneurs sharing insights around starting and nurturing a small business. You won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. Welcome to Stuff You Missed in History Class, a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and happy Friday. I'm Holly Fry. And I'm Tracy V. Wilson. And we talked about Alexander T. Stewart this week. We did. He is, um, there are so many details about his life that, of course, in any given show, like, you can't include everything. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a few, though, uh, that I will share now. One that I thought was really, really interesting was one biographer pointing out the strategic use of the word ladies in his ads, um, particularly in his early ads, because it made people think, if I shop there, I will be considered a lady. A lady. And so, allegedly, that first customer that walked in when he opened the first day said, I'm a lady interested in fine fabrics. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, I, and that that was part of, like, how he immediately won the favor of many of Manhattan's women shoppers um, and became, you know, incredibly uh, favored by them uh, for years and years and years. So, it's just kind of an interesting... The psychological things that happen. There is also an interesting thing that ties into many of our other shows, <laughs> which happened uh, 14 years after his death, which is that in 1890, Joseph Pulitzer and several of his employees were indicted for criminal libel and, quote, contriving and intending to injure, defame, and vilify for disgrace, and vilify and disgrace the memory, character, name, and reputation of Alexander T. Stewart. Um, because a series of articles had come out, and they're often pointed to as really the source of the modern interpretation that he was this miserly, mean person instead of, as he always purported to be, I'm just trying to be super fair to everybody and, like, make mm -hmm. clear rules. Uh, so that was interesting that that happened later. And uh, Hilton, who we mentioned was his 
right-hand man, Henry Hilton, and his executor was the one that, like, really got upset about this and said, like, I don't care that you said ugly things about me, but this is a man that I respected and worked with and who has been dead, and please do not mess with his memory for so long, Um, which is kind of interesting. Listen, there could be libel against you long after you're dead, it turns out. Yeah. I think it's possible that, like, a lot of these contradictory things were simultaneously true. Mm -hmm. Like, that he could be ruthless in some contexts and generous in others. Like, that seems totally within the scope of humanity. It does. And it also becomes that thing, I found myself thinking a lot while I was working on this, that, like, any of those characteristics, you know, greed, generosity, etc., some of that is in the eye of the beholder, right? Where, like, there are also the lenses that any given person has on a situation that will shift the reality. It's kind of like that thing where people say there are always three truths, mm-hmm. yours, mine, and the reality. Um, it's It always makes me think about that. Because he is, I mean, obviously, he was very hardworking and very smart. And we don't know if any of the stories about him being as ruthless an employer as some people claimed are true. I mean, as you said, there are people who love, who stay in a job for a long time, even if it's not like a job that makes sense to other people. Something about it must appeal to them. Um, You know, got me thinking about a lot of things. Um, One of the things that he would do, and I, it ties to this, and I honestly don't know if I think this is evidence of him being kind or being brutal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that in instances where smaller merchants were forced to go out of business because they couldn't compete, he would often offer them a job. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is that really kind? Like, he's like, you will still have a way to support yourself and your family. Or is it like, Ha ha, you must become part of my enterprise that killed yours. And I honestly don't know. And because uh, we don't have a lot of his papers, we don't know. We have a lot of things written to him. Those, um, we mentioned in the episode, the letters to him asking for money Mm -hmm. and the letters to his wife asking for money. There is actually a book published that collects a bunch of them. Oh, wow. It's the same thing. You, You don't know what to believe. Right, like, are some of these people obviously are just like, I can probably wrangle some bucks out of this. And some people write these plaintive, really sad letters where they either believe or they have convinced themselves that this might be the ray of hope that will get them, like, over a hump or through a difficult time. And it's it's simultaneously, like, I can't imagine what it's like to feel that many letters all the time of people just asking for things. And it's heartbreaking to know that there were definitely people who were like, I am desperate. Right. I think we might be related. I have five kids. Can you please help me? Yeah. And we don't know necessarily if if he gave to any of those people or not. Um, there are, It's the same thing. There are stories that say, yes, he absolutely did things like that. And others that are like, well, there's no proof. So we don't know. Yeah. Um, the final thing that I will talk about is the the new grave. Oh yeah. <laughs> so um I I wasn't able to verify this. So if anybody knows that lives in Garden City, 
he and Cornelia were apparently buried in secret places so that there could not be another grave robbery. No more grave robbing of them. Yes. Um, and that some are like, well, he's they're in the church proper in part of it. Um, and others are like, no, probably elsewhere. But the other thing is that allegedly, it's a rumor, it's not substantiated anywhere I could find, is that Cornelia was so worried about their tomb being desecrated that she had an elaborate alarm system included so that if something happened and someone broached the threshold, everyone would know. Wow. This reminds me of that whole live show that we did on Safety Coffins, yeah. That was a fun one. It was. I love a Halloween live show. Anyway, I clearly find him very, very interesting. And he, obviously, for anybody that's connecting dots, uh, came up in the research but did not become an episode when we were doing our Resurrection Men season on Criminalia. And it was like he didn't quite fit the bill of any of the stuff we were talking about because we didn't know who did it. So most of the... We were talking about the people who did the the robbing, not necessarily the the odd things that happened. Although we right. did do some of those. But um, he just didn't quite fit in that season. And I thought he would be great to talk about. Because then, every time I looked up stuff about him, I was like, what do you mean he built his own city? What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what do you mean he he made a living out of nothing? Um, yeah, it's really interesting. Still considered one of the richest men in American history. Yeah. That, that fortune's gone. Um... <laughs> I'm Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the United States? The world is powered by entrepreneurs. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. And every episode hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown from the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In Season 1, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. 
join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I am the ferryman. In the shadows of the afterlife, the Ferryman of Souls guides America's most influential spirits to their eternal rest. Where are you taking me? Are you death? This road is not on any map. How much for a ticket? All I ask for in payment is a tale. I don't know who got to Kennedy first. And the devastation those first bombs caused. I've never been to hell, but I know intimately the hymns of the damned. All 12 episodes of The Passage are available now. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We talked about uh, Gonzalez versus Williams this week on the show, and I just, I want to take a moment and talk about spellings. <laughs> um, because Isabel Gonzalez's name is not spelled the same in court documents and the name of that court case as, like, she spelled it, uh, both in terms of accent marks and letters. Um, so, like, the the court case is Gonzalez versus Williams, G-O-N-Z-A-L-E-S. Uh, but her name was Gonzalez with a Z on the end of it. And also with the accent mark um, over the A. And uh, I could not tell you whether this was like carelessness, whether it was kind of an evolution and how we write words. Just from having had a job working on the internet with content management systems and style guides for... However, how long have we been here? Like, I don't know, 2005. One million years. Yeah, 2005 is when I started first working for a website. Like, I know there were, um, uh, like, AP style guide standards and just the the limitations of our content management system where things like uh, diacritical marks um, would just ruin everything. I have an old export of our... Um, of, like, all the episodes of our show from, like, very long time ago before we were using our current content management system. And there are a number of things that are, like, people's names that had an accent mark of some sort. Gobbledygook. Just in- include garbage characters. Yes. So, 100%. yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if that, if this was just uh, carelessness, not paying attention, racism, uh, evolution of spelling, lots of potential. Some poor overworked court clerk. Like, we yeah, have no- like, a lot of reasons. <laughs> That some of them more valid than others. Um, but also the way that Puerto Rico was spelled in the United States legally officially changed at two different points uh, during the, I think I think both of them were in the 20th century. Uh, it went from being Puerto Rico, P-U-E-R-T-O, like that word is pronounced, or that like that word is spelled in Spanish, to Porto, P-O-R-T-O, like officially U.S. changed that spelling and then changed it back. Um, so a lot of the things that we read today have the spelling of P-O-R-T-O. Porto. Yeah. Um, which... That's so weird. I feel like the way a lot of us say 
Puerto Rico sounds a little more like Puerto than Puerto, but seeing it spelled P-O-R-T-O is just like a lot harder in terms of all of those letters. Well, it is because it feels like you're reading something fictional. I don't know. It's like a weird, my brain is like, that's not real. (laughs) No, it is. It is. Yeah, I, uh, I am hopeful. I've said this about so many people on the show recently, especially women, um, that, that I'm hopeful that there will be like a more personal biography of her at some point. I do have the impression from the research that I did that there are family papers and family family documents and family histories that could contribute to all of that. So uh, maybe it is something that will happen at some point. Um, it's uh, there are lots of things about this that I'm curious about. Like I I said in the episode that I really think that when she was being detained at Ellis Island, that her family was just desperate to get her out. Like she was pregnant real close to her due to her, you know, when she was expected to give birth. Um, also just being detained at immigration, that's on its own, a whole dehumanizing, uh, insulting process. And so, like, I think they were just trying to make the arguments that they thought would work. Um, but, like, that's just my interpretation. I don't, uh, I don't know if these, you know, there's there's a letter written from one family member to another that was sort of like, okay, this is what we're going to try and this is why. Um, so you got to, we have to kind of fill in the blanks on some of it. Yeah. <sighs> it's one of those uh, things, I th- stories like this always bring out the most simplistic hippie part of my soul where I want to just be like, why borders, though, man? Like, why can't well, we all be cool? <laughs> real valid question. And for a long time in the United States, like, if you could get here, you could stay here. Right. And it was really into, it was really when uh, the U.S. started, like, excluding Chinese laborers that that really started to shift a whole lot. Um, we've talked about the Chinese Exclusion Act in a number of prior episodes, and it came up today, so we did not, not today. It came up this week when we talked about this uh this episode, um, so we didn't get into it uh, in a lot more detail, but like that, yeah, there was a big shift between the attitude of "come on" and the attitude of "well, not if you're any of these people," <laughs> with lots of different definitions of who all was these people. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I'm glad we finally got to do this episode. Um, and we'll follow on a few weeks later to the Ensler cases. Whatever's going on on your weekend, I hope it's great. Uh, whether it's fun stuff or less fun stuff. Uh, if it's less fun stuff, I hope it's as great as it can possibly be in that circumstance. Uh, we'll be back with Saturday Classic tomorrow and something brand new on Monday. Stuff You Missed in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz, This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. 
Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. I am the ferryman. In the shadows of the afterlife, the Ferryman of Souls guides America's most influential spirits to their eternal rest. Where are you taking me? Are you death? This road is not on any map. How much for a ticket? All I ask for in payment is a tale. I don't know who got to Kennedy first. And the devastation those first bombs caused. I've never been to hell, but I know intimately the hymns of the damned. Binge this season of The Passage now. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.